What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of the greatest sports show airing right now on this network. It is Nerd Thug Sports. That it is. That it is. That's it. We're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, hanging out with me as usual is little brother Nico, and of course I am Corey DLG. That is an accurate statement. Uh, you know what? I'm two for two so far. So far. That's it. Let's end it right there. I'm 100%. Right. Uh, I'm never wrong. <laughs> as long as I'm just introducing myself and the show. Um, we've got a lot going on today. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, we got to, uh, we're going to talk... A little bit later, we're going to talk about the uh, tragic death of the boxer, Maxim Dalashev. Um, died Friday night. Or actually, he died Tuesday night from injuries sustained Friday night on the ESPN Plus app, Fight Night, Friday Night Fights. Right. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there. We're also going to talk some NBA and some NFL. There's a lot going on. And um, the Yankees and the Twins just played like a massive... 20-plus run game, and pretty much all day on sports, uh, all day on ESPN, every talking head was like, it doesn't really matter because there's still 60 games to go in the regular season. Yeah, like, this is why I hate baseball. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, hey, man, one game, we went 57-5. and five. It's like, that's great. Did you win, though? Yeah, like, what was your record for the year? Oh, and like, 82 and 82, or 81 and 81, I guess, because it's 162. Yeah, they're like 81-81, you're like, cool, you went 500 even though you beat a team by 90. Yeah, it's a real weird thing. You, I, uh, you devalue your you devalue your, your game so much when you play so many. I think that's kind of the problem, right? Like, if you play too many games, it just doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. Right, like, if, if, if something like that happened, like, when that happens in, like, a football game, you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, and also because there's so few games, it suddenly makes you reevaluate everything about you, everything you think you know about a team. Right. But in baseball, it could be just like, yeah, well, everybody just got hot in one game because, like, they do the same thing, like, sometimes yeah. twice a day. Right. So it's it's a weird, there's a weird dichotomy to it where just the sports in and of itself, because they play so many games, you can have weird outliers, but still the law of averages is all that matters. Right, Because yeah. it's baseball. And it's literally what people say. Like, when, you, when they talk about certain hitters, they'll be like, oh, this guy's batting, um... Uh, you know, oh man, this guy's batting a weird, like he's he's only he's only hitting 175 for the month of uh, May, and someone will go listen. He's an average 300 hitter, so don't worry. Right. Yeah. And this basically, what winds up happening is his his month of April or his month of June or something will be, be like so super hot. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll it'll average right back magically to 300, unless this is the weird thing. It always does that until it doesn't, and that's how baseball works. Right. And that's when you retire because of skill. Yeah, right. Which is you know all of a sudden you 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 had four great years of hitting and then and then you go a whole season and you bat one ninety five, and they're like, okay, well, we're gonna send you down to the minors and you'll never be heard from again. And then you'll have twelve dollars to your name. Man, we're gonna talk about that too because Adrian Peterson. We talked about that. We talked about him on this show about a month ago when the lawsuit first came out, and I said then that that means he's probably broke. Uh, it's now being reported. Now, this is by his attorney, allegedly, that he is like, if this lawsuit doesn't go his way, he's he's about $10 million in the hole. $10 million dollars <laughs> in the hole. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how people spend money that aggressively. I don't know how you get that far down. 
Right. Like, I can't get more than, like, seven grand down before someone calls me and goes, what's going on in your life? Usually it's a creditor. So if you're all of a sudden an athlete, you can just go four million down and no one says anything? Right. They're like, well, I mean, he'll make it back, right? But will he? No. The answer is no. No, the answer is no eventually. Eventually someone gets caught holding the bag, and it looks like Adrian Peterson is about run out of people to pass the bag to. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I want to talk about this, though. The NBA owners are mad. They're very upset. Why are they mad? Because they feel like perhaps the players have conspired against them. Oh no! So a couple, uh, none of these are none. Of, I don't think any of these are super teams. Okay, I don't think any of the teams that formed this offseason are quote unquote super teams. Uh, you're free to disagree here, but I kind of feel like a super team needs at least three superstars. Right, and currently there is literally zero of those. There, there, there are no teams with three legitimate superstars on There their was roster. one that just got blown up. Which one? What are you talking Golden about? Golden State. Yes, correct. Golden State, Clay Thompson is down all year with a knee injury, and then Kevin Durant left, and then when Kevin Durant left, they got rid of Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston. That team is going to be vastly different this year. Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston were two very steadying presences. Matter of fact, they when they would do uh, media and stuff, Livingston and Iguodala would be in on the media. That's how important they were. That even though they weren't the big money, big name people, they were right there. So that, the w- that shows you how important they are to the team's like flow and structure. Yes, and and uh, and that's not going to be the case anymore. Now, Clay Thompson will be back. When Clay Thompson does come back, it is Seth Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. They're probably the only three star team, the only three star team in the league. So next year, that might that might matter. This year, not really. It doesn't really because Clay Thompson's not playing. Some people say he might be back, like right before the playoffs. That might not be important. The Warriors might be out at that point. Right, considering how how much of a hit this team has taken. Yeah, I mean a ton. Four four of their top eight guys are gone, which is a huge deal considering. Right. So, but the owners are mad because they feel like <clears throat> a lot of the players got together and made arrangements and plans and things of that nature behind their back, which is 100% accurate. Kevin right. Durant and Kyrie Irving both knew they were going to the Nets. Right. The, it was the Nets doctor who did the surgery on, on Kevin Durant. Right. What's so, surprising? So, there's nothing new there. Um, you know, the Knicks are probably mad. By the way, they're the fourth most valuable franchise in all of sports. The Cowboys are number one at $5 billion. The Knicks haven't been good for 30 years. 30 years. That's not, I mean, that's, that's probably not true. The Rockets played them in the finals in 95. So, like. 24 years. Yeah. 24 years since the Knicks have been good. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Wow. It's only longer than I've been alive. Fourth most valuable franchise in the NBA. It's pretty good. It's, it pays to own a franchise. Um, the Knicks got nobody. Um, <laughs> the Knicks have nothing. They got nobody. I mean, they really did. They signed. Okay, so this is one of the other things that the owners are mad about. Roughly a third of the league signed new contracts this offseason. That's Players, a pretty big number. Players have basically started gaming their contracts where they're like, so the owners wanted, back in the day, the owners used to give out 10-year deals, 12-year deals. And what I always say on this show is that the NBA is the only league that has to make rules to protect owners from themselves. So the owners 
at every collective bargaining have shortened contracts. Shortened contracts, shortened contracts. And it's a negotiation. So if I want shorter contracts, i got to give you something. And what the players have been getting back is larger percentages of A, revenue in general, and B, specifically, the max contracts have gotten larger and larger and larger to the point now where I think if you're like an 11-year vet on a max contract, you get something like 40% of the salary cap. Uh, Automatic. Uh, so, and that's the difference when you hear someone sign a max contract versus a contract with a dollar value. If someone says someone signed a four-year, $80 million contract, that means they're getting $20 million a year. If they signed a four-year max contract, that means they're getting a certain percentage of the salary cap every season, regardless of what that number is. So as the cap keeps increasing... So does that. So does that number. So, yeah, because even if it stayed the same from one season to the next, both seasons, like one season you get 32 and one season you get 34, but if the cap goes up $6 million, instead of just getting, you know, 2%, you get 2% of the new number. Right. You get 34 of the new number, not 2% of the increase. So it gets really crazy really fast. Um, But the players have started timing out these deals and started going, okay, well, that's Mm -hmm. fine. A rookie deal is four years. Then there's a restricted free agent year. That's the fifth year. Then the sixth year, I'm an unrestricted free agent. On the restricted year, I can sign a three or a four or a five-year contract. If I sign a three-year contract with you, most players sign in the NBA at 19. So four years, they're 23, 24, 25, 26. They are then a free agent at 26 years old, can pick some other 26-year-olds to play with, and each of them get large contracts, and if they time it right, they can get one more big contract while they're still valuable to a franchise. Oh, no. And so the league, apparently, they had at the owners' meeting, they're all mad at Adam Silver. They're all mad at him, the commissioner. The owners are very upset because they feel like they no longer control player movement at all. And they don't. They don't. Um... Well, my, my, my personal feeling behind that is that they're people. You can't tell them where to go if they're going to be playing like a sport like this. Yes and no. If I have a contract. Well, yeah. Obviously, like you can't, you can't just not show up to work and then like leave and then sign But see, in the NBA, you kind of can. And this is what's crazy. So this happens all the time. And this has happened for the last like 10 years. So this is not new. Um, there have been big instances of this where a player gets traded to a team they don't want to go to. Oh, yeah. Rather than show up, they don't show up for the physical. So when they fail the physical by not showing, the teams have two choices. Accept the trade anyway, which usually, this usually happens with an older player who recognizes this is the end of their star career, and they're now just playing for time and money. Uh And so you'll see, guys, the contracts are guaranteed, but only if you show up. So... A lot of times what happens is the players, they don't go to the new team. They don't want to. They get bought out by the new team. They then sign where they want to go for the veteran minimum because they're still getting like 60 to 70% of their salary from the old deal in the buyout. So they still control where they go. And they, players have been doing that forever. They've been doing that for like 10 plus years. There have been players who've been like, if you trade me there, I won't report. And the other team's like, no, no, I actually want to use him in a trade. Now, sometimes the contracts are just about the math and the trade. Right. And that's when the team's like, yeah, okay, if he doesn't show up, that's fine. I don't actually, 
probably need. wasn't going to play him, but we needed him to make the deal work. So show or not show, the contract's on the books. That's all I'm worried about. Um, and so what happens sometimes is there's ah, I'm blanking on what on which player it was, but he was essentially getting paid eight and a half million from from two teams before. Nice. And he'd sign with another team for the veteran minimum because he thought they were going to make a playoff run. About halfway through the season, they're nowhere near it. He's like 35 and liked. Oh, I'm trying. Man, I wish I could remember who this was. And um, he went to the team and asked for the trade, and they sent him to a team competing. And like he's still getting paid by Team A from like from like two years before. <laughs> and it's just all he was one of the guys. I, I just I just think that they they should have that ability to play kind of where they want and who with they want. So how do you think it should go like in a draft situation? It's like in a draft situation because that's I, what this is. That's that's what starts control of the player is the draft. Right. I think if you're going to get drafted, I think you should you should definitely play out your rookie years in there, but like if you want to go somewhere else, you know, if you don't enjoy the city or Well, you have that option year 5. Right. That's year 6, saying. I mean. Year 6. So that's that's what I'm saying, like you you should I think you should have to play your your rookie year wherever you wherever you get drafted and then from there on you should be able to choose where you're going. Um I don't think it matters about the other big complaint is small market, big market like, oh, this is you know, a small town, so some people don't want to play here. <coughs> Sorry. I don't think that's the case anymore. Oklahoma City, Paul George and Russell Westbrook both wanted to be there until right. it was obvious they weren't going to win, and that's when Paul George asked out. Right. Um. So I don't think it's about small market, big market. I think it's just about... Like, the environment and the players there. The players. I think it's about playing with guys you want to be with that you think give you the best chance to win. Right. And if you're not going to win, at least... Like not have fun hate going to work every day. Right. That's so important in a work environment is to enjoy where you're going. And I think that's a big part of it. Um all right, we're gonna jump out of here. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. Hanging out with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. All right. <laughs> and then I am Corey DLG. Um, we are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to just check us out at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio uh, or NerdThugRadio.com. I also just started a... Man, this is a weird to say. I started a fan page. Nice. So it's called, Cor- it's called Corey Wrote. So it's Corey DLG, Corey De La Guardia. So there's now two Corey De La Guardia pages, so you can like that one and follow me there. Broken. Oh, uh, is that all your writings and stuff? Yeah, that's where I'm putting all the writing stuff. Because I just came out with a comic book. It's called Another Day at the Office. It's about a it's a comedy about a cop in the city full of superheroes. Nice. Um, and then because I do the articles with Sports Map and because I do some other stuff, I just want to kind of keep it all in one place, get people to 
show up. This is where you can follow me today. This is what I'm doing today. Trying to get more eyes and keep a focused place. Because here's what I've learned. There's not any one place to go. There's not any centralized one place to get everyone together to, like, there's not one little marketplace for indie comic books. Oh, that's an interesting point. It's kind of a pain in the butt, honestly. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, where to go, and now I'm in, like, 30 comic book groups. And in my head, I'm like, this is not... There needs to be, like, a central place. There needs to just be one. There just needs to be one. And we just need to put everyone in it and just be like, listen, just show, like, when a book is available for purchase, put up here. Right. That's it. Or kickstarting. Right. That's it. Like, book coming out? Advertise it here. This right. This is an indie comic book. Boom. Boom. Then that's what we that's what we need to be doing. The hard part is setting that up, getting people to agree, yada 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 yada. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. People can be difficult. It is well yeah, and that's part of the problem. Um anyway. Bunch of nerds. Bunch of nerds. Before we go too much further into this, why don't you tell everybody about Cox ATA? Cox ATA. They got their uh, leader in ATA martial arts in Houston and Conroe. They got two convenient locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. That seemed redundant. Uh, <laughs> um, they got all kinds of classes. They have Taekwondo, self-defense, Tai Chi. They have a lot of stuff available for anyone for various age groups. If you're three, if you're 93, uh, they, have, they have something for you. <coughs> Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Gives you a great head start getting your fitness on. Summer's coming to a close. Get something to finish out summer. Start the start your school year off with your kids. That's right. Give them a new routine to get into. Right. Uh, so go to Cox ATA. Check out their Facebook page. Physical locations, obviously. And uh, it'll be a great time. Because That's they teach leaders. Or they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. Try to pull a Joey there, huh? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, what if I do, do this backwards? Well, I don't want to do it backwards. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought too hard about it, and then it messed me up. That's funny. That that happens a lot. Like, if you get caught up in it, and then, like, you're thinking about it. There was one time I used when I used to be a debt collector, um, we used to do this thing where we would give shout-outs to people who had great uh, uh, payoffs, uh-huh. payouts. If someone got a lot of money from somebody, we would do a shout-out. We would celebrate it. Um <laughs> And so I was sitting there waiting for my turn. There were two people on mics ahead of me, and I was going to shout out a coworker's payout. And I was sitting there, and I was sitting there, and I was, and I sat there so long that, like, when it was my turn, I completely blanked. Couldn't remember the guy's name, how much he had done it for, like none of it. I was like, uh, duh, um, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. And I hung up, and everyone was looking at me, and I was like, I totally like, I forgot I've, so hard. And it wasn't like nerves or anything. This is what I, I'm in front of microphones all the time. It just literally, I blanked. Like I sat there for so long, I blanked. <laughs> I thought about it way too long. Oh, that is such a real thing, man. Um, so let's do this. Let's take it down a notch. Yep. Um, this is an unfortunate story, but I think it's something that needs to be talked about. And I don't think it's been talked about enough because honestly, I think... I think ESPN bears some culpability here, and in a tantamount way, I work for ESPN a little bit, so I've kind of you're you're definitely the most closely related to them. Yeah, of all of us for sure. But I, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I what I haven't seen them do is talk about it at all, really. Because um, you didn't you didn't watch the Yankees Twins game, right? So anyway, Maxim Dadashev was a boxer. He was he was born 1990, so that makes him 19 years old. 
No, that makes him. He would be 29. He was going to be 29 this September. Oh, so 28 years old. 28 years old. He was in. Um, there's a phrase for this particular type of fight. I don't remember what the phrase is, but the winner of this fight is automatically the number one contender for a title belt. Okay. So it's like a fight in sort of concept. The winner of this fight immediately is eligible to challenge for the for the belt in their particular weight division. Right. Which means that this is like a pre-title fight. So a relatively <laughs> important one because he... Sort of. Who there's so many belts in boxing is the problem. Yeah. So just to give you... Okay, so just to wrap your brain around this idea. He was only fighting. His purse was $75,000 plus expenses for fight camp. So it wasn't a ton of money. And he's fighting on Friday Night Fights on the ESPN Plus app. There's a referee in this match. There's a ring doctor in this match. And each team has their own corner guys. A a trainer, a cut man, and a medic who's supposed to be taking care of you. Right. And uh, they stop the fight. Now, I wasn't watching, so I don't know if this is after the 11th or before the 11th. But they called it, they stopped the fight at the 11th round. Now, watch the clip of where they stop it. And his manager is telling him, he's like, Maxie, you're getting hit too much. You're getting hit too much. We're going to stop the fight. I need to stop the fight. Let me stop the fight for you. Please, let me stop the fight. You're getting hit too much. Uh, And his trainer is leaning over. And the manager finally yells at the trainer to tell him that it's okay. And so the trainer starts talking to him in his native tongue because he's, I I believe he's he's Eastern European of some kind. Right. Uh, Like a Russian, Serbian, something along those lines. So... The, the the fighter gives a little bit of a nod, and the manager tells the ring doctor, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna end we're we're done we're done we're not going back out there." So the fight ends. After they do the winning thing and they talk to the winner and blah blah blah, as Maxim is going back stage, he vomits. That's a sign of a brain injury. So they then put him on a stretcher. They rush him to the hospital. Uh, over the weekend, they did surgery to relieve brain swelling, which in layman's terms usually means they take a piece of your skull off your head. Yeah, because there's nowhere, well, there's nowhere for the brain to go. There's nowhere. Well, yeah, so when your brain starts swelling, is there's no if it has no like way to go, aka out your skull. Right. Uh, it'll literally start like going compressing, down your, and that's yeah. how people die. Compressing, and it also it'll basically slowly leak through your spinal cord. It's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> right. And so to try and prevent that, they cut holes in your head so that your brain can swell out of your head safely. I'm going to use finger quotes for that. Safely, modern medicine is pretty good, so we'll say safely. Uh, he died Tuesday, right? So, I, I I'm really uncomfortable with this. I think this is really bothersome to me because it is a two man sport with a referee, a ring doctor, and a crew. There are three levels of intervention there, right? Now, I have famously heard, um. Freddie Roach is like a famous boxing corner guy. They interview him for a lot of fights. He does a lot of the HBO fights where he'll like pick winners and break down the fight styles, and he's worked with a lot of famous fighters. And he has always said that unless you're in a title fight, if he sees something he doesn't like, like if your knees buckle at a weird time or something, he stops the fight right there. Right. He says there's no reason to, for any long-term injury unless you're fighting right there for your big money title opportunity. There's no reason. Now, this was a fight to get into a title fight. I don't know what that would have done to somebody like his mentality. But he has always been on the protective of the fighter side of these things. Right. Well, that, and that's, and that's I think, what should be the case. Because if you're 
like you're, you're you're gambling with someone's life. Well, and this is the thing that makes it uncomfortable to me is it's a ESPN Plus is a paid app. Friday Night Fight is extra content that they're trying to put together to to drive streaming because this is the this is something I talk about all the time the streaming war. We're in the middle of the streaming war. Um, all of a sudden, somebody gets killed for seventy five thousand dollars. Right. I don't. I, I. I don't understand how this like. There have been more boxing deaths in the United States than in like half the other countries where boxing is sanctioned and certified combined, uh, in the last hundred years. Um, I think that goes to the mentality of the the seconds and the coaches where they're just simply not caring about their their fighters. I I think I agree with that, but I also think a little bit of it is because it's all so owned. Right. It's all so controlled. Like the referee uh belongs to somebody. The referee is paid by somebody. The ring doctor is paid by somebody. Um Right. It's it's probably the most corrupt professional sport. But also I think that that means there's a conflict of interest. I think that there means that means there's an opportunity there for severe injury and or harm. And death. Like yeah. a ref a ref knows, "Hey man, we got to get a good fight out here." And so instead of giving orders to protect the fighter he's giving orders to protect the, the fight. fight hey keep swinging come on man get in there get in there mix it up mix it up mix it up instead of hey man what's going on are you okay um and listen i know that there's someone right now listening to this who's going oh what a bunch of snowflakes oh what a bunch of you know blah 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 that's not what it is that's not what this is i, I understand boxing is brutal um i i I actually I watched the fight where the guy used the plaster in his cat and his gloves, uh, and I remember watching that fight and going, "That guy is getting hammered. Like that guy is just getting obliterated." I remember watching that fight and thinking to myself, "Like this is a brutal fight," and the guy looked like the guy looked like raw hamburger meat by the end of that. Um, but you know, you know what didn't happen? He didn't die. No, he didn't. Um, they, they stopped the fight. No, they didn't stop it. Um, no, he. he he knocked him out, right? Or yeah, he, it was a knockout. Uh, well, I yeah, believe. his hands were bricks. Yeah, I think it was a technical knockout because he, I think he got knocked down three times in one round, if I remember right. Right. Which, yeah, he was getting hit in the face with bricks. That's what happens. Um, but there's just, I don't know. I think there should be a lot more outrage about this, and I think there should be a lot more care and a lot more investigation. I um, I I agree. While I I don't agree with like. I think death will happen, but I, I do think it needs to be, like, a very, like, he had some sort of brain hemorrhage unrelated to it or, like, some sort of disease. Yeah, got listen, him. occasionally a person has died on a, a, a court of a sport or a field of a sport. That doesn't make it okay, Okay, though. it When it happens, it should always be a huge deal because it happens so infrequently. Right. And right now, this instant... It's not really... It's not. They're, it's not, being they're talked not about. They're not making it a big enough deal, and that means I don't think anyone's going to jail. I think someone's now. And this is the sad part. Like he was talking about, if he won the belt, he was like, "That'll give me the status and the money that I need to bring my family over from Russia, and we can all live together here in the states." His wife and kids were still in Russia. I think they got here to see him pass. I think is essentially how that went. Um, they're probably going to get some money, and they're going to get sent back to Russia, and they're going to say, "Best of luck, Dasvidanya." And uh, I think that I think that's wrong. I I think this is a real issue. 
And combat sports are dangerous, but that's why the referees are supposed to be there. That's why the referees stop fights so fast in UFC. Right, yeah. And the fighters, they don't get mad at the refs usually. When they come up, and, the, and the, I've seen one where the guy was totally conscious and aware, uh, and he was in the middle of a chokehold, and the ref thought he was out because the ref touched one hand and not the other hand. And the hand he touched wasn't the one he was using to stay off the ground. It was the one he was using to rest. Uh-huh. And so the ref thought he was out, and so the ref called it. And when they came up, the, the fighter immediately goes, hey, man, hey, man, I was up, I was up. And then he kind of he goes, you know what, man, like, it's cool, it's cool. You're a great ref, you're a great ref, don't worry about it, man. And that was it. Yeah, because he knew that he wanted to protect him, and he didn't want him to die. <laughs> right. And ultimately, the, the the referee was protecting the life of a fighter. And I think that that's important to recognize and remember. Um, but yeah, all right. So we're going to jump out of here. We're gonna, when we get back to this, we're going to talk more just normal, happy human sports. And uh, this is Nerd Thug Sports. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their units serviced or try to save money getting their units serviced, one option to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367, Ferruja Mechanical, 281-259-3367. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports, hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, this is Corey DLG and streaming uh, with me, or just hanging out with me. You're not really streaming, are you? No, not currently. Little brother Nico. Around the horn sucks. Wow, strong take. Strong take. I hate it. It's where they score the argument of competitive banter. Except the rules are arbitrary and the sound effects are annoying. It's a hit and you're not. You're a hater. I am a hater. Total hater. You like, are. If, if I was in a room with the Around the Horn guys, and I'd, I would just tell them. Like, even if they're like, if you agree with us, we'll, we'll hire you. And I'd be like, it's fine. Your show's trash. Wow. I hate it. I think the rule system's arbitrary. Do you know, do you know how fast I would be in one of the four squares? Oh, no. I, no doubt. They'd, be, they'd mention squares and you'd be like, I'm in. Yeah, that's fine. I'm like, can I be in a show with squares? I'm in. Right. I just want to be in a square. Just give me a square. Um, <coughs> I can't believe you hate around the horn. It drives me crazy that you hate it. I mean, you're not wrong in what you're saying. I get, I get the validity of your argument. See my finger quotes? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hate it. I hate that you hate it. Um, anyway, before we get, to, before we get into anything, man, man, as soon as we hit air, like I want to die on the microphone <laughs> every time now. It's summer, and if there's one thing that's obvious in Texas is you're not going anywhere without air conditioning in this heat. So if your old unit, if uh, if your old outdated system isn't keeping up or you would like its service for the summer, the trusted name to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. 
Make sure to ask about buying the plan maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. So call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367. That's Ferruja Mechanical at 281-259-3367. Call them today. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I like, I don't know, I could watch the show all the time. All right, before we get too much further into anything else, too, we're going to we're gonna talk some NFL here, okay? Um, the Hall of Fame game is August 1st. That is the first preseason game. There's technically five weeks of preseason for, for two teams every year, and they're the teams that play the Hall of Fame game. Uh, I believe the Giants are one of the teams this year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's playing the Hall of Fame game yet. Uh, but it's August 1st, so... Coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up fast. Um, so they've started to kind of, the hype machine has started to roll. And we start rolling before start. getting a full steam ahead on the football season. So one of the things that's already happened. All the, all the, all the real sports people are coming out of their holes. That's right. The, the real sport is about to start until the real sports writers come out. So Earl Thomas, uh, probably a hall of fame safety when he retires, is the guy who, when he was with the Seahawks, he won a Super Bowl with him. He was part of the Legion of Boom. In the great secondary, it's him, Cam Chancellor. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the two corners right now. Um, but anyway, the Legion of Boom, they were a really big deal. Earl Thomas was the last piece still on the team, okay? All right. And last year he wanted to get an extension, and he couldn't get it to work. He was on the last year of his deal. He wanted more money, couldn't, get, couldn't really get it to work. And right there, week, he held out all camp. He finally, and I think he even held on one or two games. He finally comes in and plays, and it's like week four, week five, and he breaks his leg. Oh, and so you know, you know, that's the one thing you can't do if you want to like, I want more money. Get breaks hurt. leg, yeah, yeah, you can't do it. And so as they're carting him off the the field, famously, you'll appreciate this. He flicks off the head coach. <laughs> he flicks off uh, Pete Carroll as they're carting him off the field. Uh, so they were talking to him. He signed a uh, four-year, $50 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens this offseason. Um, this is a little weird. His two choices was a one-year deal with the Chiefs or four years and $50 million with the Ravens. And so um, there were no... <laughs> that's a weird disparity. A one-year deal or a four-year, $50 million deal. Right. I think the Ravens... I think the Ravens had some bad information, I think, there. Because I feel like that means they overpaid. Even though Earl Thomas is great, I feel like that means they wound up overpaying. But anyway, so they're talking to him now on ESPN. They're doing an interview with him. And essentially, the, uh, the girl asks him, you know, so what was up with that middle finger coming off the field? And he basically says, yeah, it was for Pete Carroll because I think he lied to me. <laughs> and she was like, any regrets about any of that? And he was like, I regret if any of my teammates think that was directed towards them because it wasn't. Nice. So that's it. He didn't take it back. Didn't have any. He said him and Pete Carroll haven't spoken since then. He's got nothing to say. Like, nice. Ah, ah. No, that's someone who's standing by his conviction. Right. Yeah. He's got he, no problem doing that. He broke his leg, and he was like, "All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you." Uh, he even he even says in the interview he makes a comment like, "You won. <laughs> you got me." Right. Like, you're right. That's the big problem, though. You can't get hurt. 
Yeah. If you're trying to if you're trying to do that thing where you hold out and you bet on yourself and you bet on yourself, you can't get hurt. And so when you finally when you if you do get hurt, if that does happen, you lose the bet. Right, yeah. And so that is what went on there. And that's uh that's quite unfortunate. Um the other the other big things coming up, they've been showing the clip nonstop of Jalen Ramsey in the back of the armored car sponsored by Adidas showing up at Jacksonville's camp. Right. Personally, I love it because I think this is a sign of the troubles to come in Jacksonville this year. I think two years ago they snuck up on a lot of people and everyone was like, oh, man, this team is young and and angry and if they could just get their quarterback situation right, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't fix it last year. Blake Bortles. (laughs) Right, Blake Bortles brought him back. That was such a weird thing. Okay, so Blake Bortles had an injury clause in his contract where if he got – if he – he got a surgery almost as soon as the season ended, like the second the season ended, and it was attributed to football injury, which guaranteed the last year of his deal, which meant the Jacksonville Jaguars were on the hook for like $20 million for Blake Bortles. Nice. So, like, they basically had to bring him back. He basically forced them to bring him back by getting the surgery when he did two years ago. That's the that's the smart thing to do. Blake Bortles is a genius. He certainly helped out the rest of the division because just like – because just like that, Jacksonville was bad. <laughs> uh, Which didn't help me personally. I had the running back in my uh, fantasy draft, uh-huh. and that wasn't going anywhere because so, he wasn't running very well. Matter of fact, they actually have – I don't know how this all ended. I need to look this up. They essentially de-guaranteed the last year of his contract because they were mad at him. Broken. Um, so I don't, know, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know why you would think you want to bring somebody back after you try and take away some of their money. Anyway. They tried. Th- well, they're, I mean, he's literally, I think this year is suddenly non-guaranteed and, like, it's all game checks and stuff like that instead of being all the bonuses and all that. And I don't I don't know what to make of it. And I don't know. It's kind of weird to me that you, I don't know why you would take money from a guy that you need to be happy to perform. Right. That doesn't work for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why it would work for him either. No. Uh, so flip. So flipping coming into this season, they get rid of Blake Bortles. They bring in Nick Foles. I don't think Nick Foles is much better than Blake. He's better than Blake Bortles, but I don't think he's much better. <laughs> he's better, but not by much. And all of a sudden, now you got. So they actually have a guy holding out because he wants more money, and at the same time, they have a guy showing up in the back of an armored car because he's that. Because he's because he's that that big of a deal. Right. He's so cool. Right. Uh, I think it's a real bad look for this team. Uh. Show some very different uh, mentalities here. <laughs> right, and you're going to have to make these. I mean, football is the ultimate team sport. You're not going to convince me that they're going to work together if one guy is trying to hold out and one guy is trying to play for a bunch of money. Right. That's not going to work. Nope. Um, all right, we're going to jump out here to a break. Uh, between that and the Taylor Lewan suspension, though, I'm liking the Texans starting off very well. Also, uh, Andrew Luck held out a training camp because of a calf injury. Oh, so we may have a chance as, as long as we don't get rid of uh of Clowney, we might be okay. I know. Please don't do this. Uh, Bill please O'Brien. get please get a please get a GM and keep Clowney. Please, please someone rein in Bill O'Brien. I right. think that's I think that's the the ultimate goal there. Right. All right, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested. 
in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to the very final segment of Nerd Thug Sports. Thanks for coming back and hanging out with us today on this uh, Thursday. Uh, we're on 104.5, 106.1, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to go to NerdThugRadio.com. Make sure to hang out with us at Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Uh, make sure to check out ATA uh, Sports. Cox ATA. Cox ATA. I don't know why I was just going to change all their names for them. <laughs> Ferruja Mechanical. And, of course, our friends, The Adventure Begins. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more on 1488. Uh, they got a lot going on this weekend. This is really cool here. On Friday, July 26th, they have the Longest Day Fundraiser. They are looking to get help smashing Alzheimer's. They've got two fundraising tournaments. They've got a Mario Kart Deluxe Grand Prix tournament starting at noon, and then Super Smash Brothers starting at 6. The entry fee is $10, and with all proceeds going to the Longest Day, which is a charity that helps fight Alzheimer's. Win a cold trophy, a pop of your choice, as well as $50 in cold hard cash. Also, this Friday is the start of the HeroClix tournament. Get ready! Yeah. Uh, we'll be there Friday night that evening. It's BYOB. We'll it's be my hanging birthday. out. It's also Nico's twenty-first birthday. So if you want to come hang out with Nico, meet meet the young savant as it goes. Uh, Saturday, July twenty-seventh, they are having a in-game or an in-store demo of live-action role-playing. It's called AMT Guard. Uh, you get to build a character, join a new world, have an awesome time. They'll be demonstrating in-store. So stop by if you're interested in learning more about the world of LARP. That's Saturday, July 27th at noon. And then Sunday, July 28th from 4 to 8 p.m., D&D Junior Adventurers League uh, is going on. It's the semi-monthly Adventurers League for kids aged 10 to 16. This is the very first play session. So they get in on the ground floor with a level one playing character. It's only $5 to play, so just make a $5 purchase while you're in store and you're set to go. It's pretty good. Yeah. Also, when we go, I get to pick up my copy of House of X because I haven't gone by there yet. Ooh, fancy! I'm so excited. So many nice things are being said about this comic book. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard really, really good things about it. So we shall see. Ooh. We shall see. All right. So all that being said, let's get to it. All right. Uh, let's see. Adventure begins. Comics, games, and more on 1488. Um. So we said it first, in very typical Corey DLG fashion. Pulse of the people. I just, I always find these things that I think will be interesting, and then sure enough, they wind up being interesting. You're you're just you're you're legitimately too far ahead of the game. It, it is kind of what happens, right? Like I do always talk about these things like a month before everyone else. Yeah. So if you go back and check the tape, um, I brought up the story that I thought Adrian Peterson was broke. That it looked like to me like he was broke. Yep. Um. Because he, was, he there was a lawsuit filed against him to the tune of $6.6 million. It's pretty good. It's from a car financing company. All right. Apparently, he has a relationship with them. Okay. Of some kind. And he had some other loans that were getting out of control. Yeah, because high percent loans on exorbitant amounts of money are ridiculous. So, he got a loan from this company to pay off the other loans. I, I guess essentially debt consolidation. Right. 
which people do that. All right, I want to be really, really clear. People do debt consolidation loans. Typically, they do it, though, to save money. Right, to eliminate like a lot of interest. From a bunch a lot of, of different, different interest payments, a bunch of different things all growing at the same time. If you've got nine different payments and they're all growing at these different high interest rates, it's better to have one larger payment growing at a small interest rate and you just eat everything else up. But, but, that's not the case here, it looks like. No. Anyway, he's missing payments, apparently. He owes them between fines, lawyer fees, and money owed, $6.6 million. Plus, he has two judgments against him already to the tune of $3 million. So, if he loses this lawsuit, he is now going to be down $9.6 million in judgments against him. Ooh. Um I don't know where like this is a guy who's gotten almost 100 million dollars in salary. Right. 100 million dollars in contracts. And you got to come back to all of a sudden now he's got nothing. Well, it's the the tragedy of a lot of uh athletes. I don't I've never understood right like to us common folk where we're like because because we don't live that kind of lifestyle, and right? It's kind of a lot of these a lot of these athletes that that's their they literally just go straight from like playing and then uh, now they have tons of money. But really, someone else is usually always handling it, right? You know, like their whole career from the time they're in high school and college, there's someone else taking care of all of it, <coughs> so they don't have to worry about any of it. So when they turn around and they, by the time they get their first check. There's agents who've already given them money. They just they just don't understand. They're getting money in from all these places, but they don't know what anything costs either. No. So they have no concept of, like, just the economics of the situation. So it's unfortunate. Like, it's crazy to think that this happens, but it just there's a lot of people who all of a sudden, as soon as they stop playing, they're broke. Yeah. Saves that money's not coming in. And the bad part is for Adrian Peterson, he is still playing. Right. He's $10 million in the hole and still playing. Oh, nothing, nothing worse than having to just grind your way out of the hole, considering that the hole that you made is effectively just a pit of like... Like if he... And the other part is he's a running back, so it's harder and harder and harder for him to get contracts each season. Right. Because he gets older, he gets hit, he gets... Well, plus the running backs is just Gordon's holding on right now in San Diego, and San Diego doesn't want to pay him, and he's their best running back, and they like him. Behind the scenes, reporters have been like, actually, San Diego loves him. They just don't want to pay him. (laughs) Because they're garbage. Well, they're not, yeah, they're not going to win a Super Bowl, but on top of that, you just don't pay running backs anymore. So he might have to pay three more, he might have to play three more years just to make the $10 million he owes. Ugh. Brutalized. That is bad news. That is real bad news. It's awful. I don't know, like, we've talked about this before on the show, that, like, so many times athletes wind up just broke. Then you find out the flip side, Rob Gronkowski, very famously, apparently he's lived only on his endorsements. And so, according to him, as of three years ago, there was a quote where he's like, I've never even touched any of my NFL money. Which is uh, the right way, and not, I'm 
negative ten million in the league still. <laughs> right? Can you imagine in? He's like thirty-one now, so conservatively, twelve years. No, no. So when he graduates college, he'd have been twenty-three. So eight years. He's made and lost a hundred and ten million dollars. I don't know, man. How you do this? I have no idea. It's just, it's trusting the wrong people. It's getting bad advice. Also, for him, he had a season where he was scheduled to make like fourteen million, thirteen million, I believe, and it was a season he got suspended for the child abuse stuff. That's his own fault. That is his own fault. But he missed an entire season in his prime of money making time, and it was like thirteen million dollars. It's pretty good. It's a lot of money. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's like it's like it's three billion over the debt he has. Right. So think about this. <laughs> this is so weird. If he hadn't been, if he hadn't been a garbage human, right? If he hadn't been a bad person, he'd be three million up right now. That's so depressing. It's a small tax on the people who are trash. If you if you look back and you're like, oh yeah, I made about a hundred million. That's just player salary. Forget about endorsements. Right. Endorsements. I'm really don't want to endorse anyways since the child abuse thing, but... Probably not as much since, but, like, you know he has, like, shoe deal, equipment deals, things of that nature. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's money coming in. That's what... That, that's the other part of, like, athletes I don't understand is, like, how are you... How are you, like, so far... Like, how are you broke after not only all the NFL money, but also the endorsement money? Because that's, that's just your salary. Right. So, like, Gronkowski gets paid... He got all kinds of money for all kinds of stuff. Supplements he would endorse and things of that nature. But also he would do like party cruises in the off season. So he would go on a free cruise. Him and his brothers. The cruise company would pay them to do it. Right, because it would bring other people to right, the Right, they would have a Gronkowski party boat. So they get to use their name. They get to sell the tickets. I'm sure they got a percentage of it. Yeah, like it's... it's there's so many ways for athletes to, to make their money outside. And appearances. Right. Just showing up at events and clubs and things of that nature would make you money. But no. Broke. He's somehow $10 million in debt. Broke. <sighs> I don't understand. It is insane to me how that happens. Maybe maybe this is just his dividends after being a trash person. Maybe it is. But you know, like, so many people give wealthy people free stuff. Yeah. So what are you really even spending your money on at that point? Right. I don't know. I would I would be fascinated to see like a breakdown of like one of how he spent how he how did he get to this point? Yeah, like like when I Vince wanna know the I wanna know where's my Excel spreadsheet of Adrian right. Peterson. Right. Someone budget. show me the receipts on Adrian Peterson. Like so when Vince Young was broke, it came out that he spent what was it, like thirty thousand dollars on a Fridays, right? A TGI Fridays? And you're like What's on the menu that you could even spend that kind of money at a TGI Fridays? And it's like, did he buy booze for the entire restaurant? He must have. He must have. That He must have turned that place into a party. Then you're thinking, TGI Fridays? Really? Yeah. Not anywhere fancy. Like, not even anywhere. Not even on, like, some, like, most expensivest where they're like, this bottle of wine costs $30,000. Right. And, it, like, if you want to sit and there and you're like, say, great, I'll take twelve. Or if you want to... <laughs> Or if you want to sit there and say, like, oh, there's nowhere good to hang out, you're Vince Young. Like, build, your own, build right. your own nightclub. Hang out at a nightclub. Like, or buy your own. Right. Or 
just turn your mansion into a party house and then have someone else clean it. Like, right. That's probably a lot cheaper. Right. It's probably a lot cheaper. I don't know, man. Like, and if you're like, oh, I don't want people buying, going through my stuff. It's like, okay, then just go some buy a different house. Right. right. Or just you're make that the party house, not my house, and then live at the other house. Right. That's where you keep the wife and kids. The girlfriend lives at the party house. <laughs> that's how you do that. <laughs> that's what that. That's what any of them should do. And then all they have to do is just buy two homes or as many homes as they have girlfriends. That's probably cheaper because they own the homes. Right. At least just flip those when you're done. Right, yeah. Oh, no, I'm poor. Time to sell my million-dollar mansion. Yeah, who are these people who are financing one when they're rich like that? I think that's the bigger problem. Maybe that's the issue is that they don't want to pay for anything. They're like, well, I don't want to lose that much money immediately, so I'll just finance it just pay monthly. It's like you're actually dumb. And so they just don't really own anything? Right. Maybe that's the issue. That's probably a lot of it. I bet a lot of it is finance. And that's how you wind up owing $6.6 million to a car company. Yeah, because you finance your $12 million house instead of just buying it with a tenth of your salary. But that's probably exactly what happens. Like, they put together the down payment, but then that's it. And then they wind up losing that when they can't afford the monthlies anymore because they have monthlies on too many things. Right. Moral of the story, don't be a trash person. Spend your money wisely. That's moral too. Um, uh, And uh, what was the last one I was going to go with? I don't know. know. Uh, Trust the right people. Don't party at a TGI Fridays? Don't party at TGI Fridays. There's probably better places to be. That's probably true. Although endless apps. Yeah, but they're only after nine. We can party at a TGI Fridays. Yeah, we party at TGI Fridays. They shouldn't. Correct. All right, that's fair. That's totally fair. And with that, this is another episode of Nerd Thug Sports. On behalf of myself and little brother Nico, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. 